Hello and welcome back to the Joshua Greeny Podcast. Today I have on a guest that I've literally only met once before in my life, in person, other than a few texts in between. And I think this was back in 2019, if I'm not mistaken, at a Star Wars, was it Rogue One? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't uh, what remember. The, what the film was at t- that time. Uh, it's possible it could have been Rogue One. Um, See, now, we could the... probably Google this, guys, but... <laughs> It was Star Wars. So, it was Star you know, Wars. We were having a good time. So, uh, okay, so I'll, I'll give another little tidbit there. But I was sitting in a, a theater watching the film, and I happened to be next to a group of guys, and they were all kind of chatting uh, before the thing started and then afterwards. And I just, it was, a good, it was a good Star Wars film. I remember that. And I didn't really care for the sequels too much. So it was probably that's Rogue what, One. Then. It was probably Rogue One, yeah. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, I heard them talking about stuff at the end, um, and I don't know. It may have been like what could have done, been done better or whatever, but we started talking about just Star Wars in general, and then I found out, I'm like, oh, okay, these guys are from like a local church group, a fairly, what, what was the name of the one? Uh, Seven Hills Church. That's right, yeah. Seven Hills, which I've been to a few times. So shout out to Seven Hills. You guys have a, a pretty massive um, group there and some really good music. Like you have very talented singers. Oh, yeah. Music, yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So go ahead and introduce yourself, man. I'll go ahead and uh, let you say some stuff about yourself. At least give your name. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, hey, my name is uh, Kevin Schmitz, um, and uh, I am uh, a uh, bartender slash uh, musician, I guess would be kind of my uh, my title or my role as of right now. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, the big big thing is the music. Uh, that's... Mm-hmm. Um, a big part of my life and yeah i mean that that was one of the things we mentioned also and like when i found out after we talked about the star wars stuff uh he had mentioned that he was a drummer yeah. and i couldn't remember i asked him i was like did you play guitar he's like i'm actually a drummer like, that's right i remember there was a drummer there so yep. again i've mentioned this i think on one of the podcasts before but i keep running into drummers and that's a good thing like <laughs> I've met a dude at DHL named John Sandy who I've shouted out, and he's going to be on the podcast eventually, but he's a drummer. Um, there's a few other drummers I've met, so I don't know. There's a theme here, guys. I'm, I'm trying to keep the beat here with, uh, with bringing drummers on, and that was a dad joke, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see. Met you back in like 2019. We talked about the drumming stuff. Uh, reached out to see who wanted to come on the podcast. Oh, man, there was one other thing I was going to ask from stuff you said. Oh, the bartending thing. Yeah. So are you familiar with, if when I say Woodford Reserve bourbon whiskey? Yeah. So you know what that is offhand? Yeah, bourbon. So let me ask you this. About how many of those can you have before you're drunk? <laughs> how oh, many <boy>. cups? <laughs> well, it depends on a lot of factors, but uh, usually <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. So this is a throwback to the one I did, the Chats with Bros with Stephen Papas, guys. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I was telling him beforehand. And again, I'm just, I'm just messing with you, Stephen, if you're listening to this. And I hope you do because I want to mess with you just a little bit. I'll tell you what, if it's on an empty stomach, it's like one. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I had a cup. Literally of this this bourbon stuff. It was good. I like I like the flavor of, of bourbon and whiskey. And I kept putting ice cubes in it uh, just to kind of keep it nice and cold. And I literally didn't make it through one even a half of the glass the entire the entire podcast. I think Stephen had uh well let's just say he had more than two or three glasses. I'll put it that way. So he was kind of in a but but see people didn't recognize that. They're like, Man, he's just really, you know, genuine and all that kind of stuff. So so you sounded very sober and that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> go check out that episode. Yes, yes, shameless plug. Okay, so let's go ahead and um, we'll, we'll kind of get into some of the topics, but yeah. are you from Cincinnati or where are you from originally? Yeah, so um, located, uh, yeah, or born and raised, same household, uh, Florence, Kentucky. Uh, okay. Life. Yeah, um, so, but, like, when you tell people, like, that are out of state or, like, or, you know, whatever, usually, it's like, you say Cincinnati, Ohio, because you, if you say Florence, Kentucky, then they're like, oh, well, you live in the country and you live into the, mm. um, you live into the backwoods or whatever of uh, the country of, of good old Tucky. <laughs> but no, uh, right outside of Cincinnati, Ohio, um, you know, 15 minutes from, from Cincinnati, Ohio. So yeah, more guys, northern. I'm, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, you're uh, more like the northern. Northern um, part. Which is not as, you get a good mix of, of like the the north living and the south living. See, that's what I've heard people say because yeah. I've said it on here. I'm not from K- Kentucky, but I'm going on seven years living here. Yeah. And uh, it's it, I've heard people say like, oh, no, I'm from down in the south in this part of Kentucky. And, you know, there's farmland and all that kind of stuff. I've only ever really seen northern Kentucky, yeah. you know, closer to Cincinnati. And I've said before, I think I'm seven minutes. So, I, I Kevin, you haven't heard this, but I'm literally – I set a record without speeding, guys, without speeding, seven minutes from my apartment to Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio, downtown Cincinnati. Across the bridge was there in literally seven minutes. So wow. under 10 minutes yeah. at the very least. Yeah, exactly. So pretty so close. close. Um, but I'll tell you, you go 15 minutes south or whatever, and then, bam, you're into the you're into the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of funny how close that is, you know. Oh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention one other thing. So, guys, I have a huge Lego collection. Eventually, we're going to have video to where y'all can see some of this. Yes. But uh, that was, like, the first thing you said. You are like, ooh, Legos. Yes. Dude, <laughs> Legos are awesome. <laughs> Anyone who says otherwise, you got to get your ego in check. Yes. <laughs> it's the creativity, guys. It's the creativity. So That's why Minecraft is so popular. So, Kevin, we didn't normally I talk with the guys before, and normally I talk with the guests before, you know, about what we wanted to discuss. I'm kind of interested in all of your music stuff because he was telling me you have a studio. Yeah. Uh, so you want to start with that topic then? And- yeah, for sure. Um, so I started uh, actually kind of a – I guess I started the studio life uh, with just making drum videos on Instagram of me playing uh, a drum set to music or, okay. or creating videos or whatever um, uh, for Instagram and a little YouTube doing full-length covers. Uh and so I kind of had like a studio space just in an empty room in our house. Mm. Um, and then, well, uh, because um, of other people living there and it, the loud, you know, drums are loud. Um, That's why I couldn't learn drums as a kid, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I needed to kind of move out of that space. So I actually originally went to a storage unit. Okay. And turned it into a studio, uh, which was uh, a fun time for a while. For like three years, I I had like a unit. Um, okay. And then over that time, I like acquired all these uh, equipment for like a studio, a full desk, you know, with a, a full interface, enough for um, to house all my mics for my kit, everything that I needed for just kind of drums only until uh i started to make my own uh solo kind of hip-hop 
Dude, so you're um, making your own music now. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. awesome. Um, And, yeah, so I, I started uh, to uh, create music in that in that studio. And actually, um, one of my songs that I have out on Spotify right now, uh, well, the, the only song I have out on Spotify right now um, so, is... Let me pause you real quick. Yeah. So, guys... Did you hear he just said? He's on Spotify. If you listen to his song, you're literally listening to the first thing he's put out. So what's your yeah. Spotify account? Um, it's under F-Side. F-Side. So, yeah, F-Side. F-Side, guys. What's the name of the song? Uh, it's called Dreams. Dreams. Okay, so when he's really big, if you're listening back to this and going, man, this is all the way back in 2022, it's the first one on there. Dreams. And that, ooh, that's a good first one. It's like, I don't know, it's like a, you have many dreams. This is the first one, and you're talking about all the dreams that happen later. Yeah. Something like that, dude. That's a good first one. Yeah. Um, and so I'll get into that song. I assume that's where we'll we'll be heading uh, yeah. in the conversation. Yeah. Um, so I'll get into that a little bit later in this okay. conversation, uh, the whole song and everything, and, and kind of my name or however. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so I started uh, to create music from that um, in that studio space. Um, and then, well, finally, just... Uh, Save some money. Um, I decided to move my my space back home, uh, and I then had to like haul all this equipment that I'd gained in this whole storage unit and try to fit it into this small room back home again. And I was like, "Yeah, I didn't have this much uh, space, or I didn't have this much equipment before, so it's kind of hard packing it all in here." Mm. But I saved some money and. Uh, the schedules of the people I live with in my house uh, changed to where, you know, while they're out for the day, I can get on my drum set and I work nights, so they, they work mornings, so um, I can drum in the morning, work on my music all in the morning, and then head to work later at night and okay. they come home, so it works. Uh, they don't have to deal with all the, the noise and the... Um, the banging of the drums, <laughs> uh, um, which is loud in the house, if you... You know, so this isn't an electric drum set. This is an actual drum set. Full, full drum set. Yeah, dude, that's cool. Actually, I like the old school. Too, so completely see through. It's really cool. Ooh, throw some lights in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see it in my head, in my mind's eye. I guess. Yeah. I got it originally because of. Uh, have you heard of Blink in Cincinnati, Ohio? I have not. I've heard of Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> Shout out to John Sandy. Yeah. Oh, dude, I got to tell you this. John Sandy literally, and I'm gonna. This is a teaser for whenever John Sandy's episode comes. He told me that he actually played drums at a Blink-182 concert. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say, guys. <laughs> Teaser. Okay, so... You okay? <laughs> go ahead. No, go heck ahead. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, well, Blink was like this big art show that they have going on um, oh, okay. in Cincinnati. And you, you basically walk around the city and you see a bunch of lights. And you see, uh, like, big displays of, like, like actual, uh, like... With projectors projecting onto buildings like these Ooh. like visual art uh with like lights and stuff and so i thought it would be cool to get an acrylic kit and put lights on it uh and take it up to cincinnati during blink and play street perform dude um, but then that year i bought the kit covid hit and they stopped oh, doing it come on see yeah. see what you stopped covid like why'd <laughs> you have to come around man yeah for real <laughs> get back into depths where you belong yes yeah. yes Ooh, ooh, that was like mildly religious for all of you guys out there but i think you're gonna like it regardless <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so i'm back home and uh w 
with my my studio, which is nice because I don't have to drive uh, fifteen minutes to my studio. Mm. You know, every single day I can just wake up, go downstairs, start working. There you go, dude. Yeah. You, how long have you been working nights? Were you working nights back in 2019 as well? Um, I think at that point, so I was still at Chipotle. Um, That's right. Shout, shout out, out to Chipotle. Go ahead, go ahead. Shout out to Chipotle. <laughs> um, That's why I ended up at Chipotle, guys. It's because of Kevin Schmitz right here. He, You literally recommended it to me. You said, yeah. dude, you should come work on, oh, dude, Dream Street. Yeah, Dream Street is where I was at. I wonder if that influenced the name of your song. <laughs> no, <laughs> I see what you mean, but no, it didn't. Uh, no, I'll explain about that. Uh, it's kind of a. It's, I guess I could go ahead and talk we, about. We, we can leave it as a teaser unless you want to. Yeah, no, no, no let's let's move on to it. Um, okay, because uh, yeah, uh, so the name of dreams actually came from. Uh, well, it's like the line. The first line starts out with "I had a dream one day I would change mm-hmm. the world," and. Um, the song is actually like a kind of like a vent for me uh, out of like a hard time in my life. Um, and it was basically like I was contradicting myself. Like, like I had a dream uh, that I would like change the world and, and all this stuff. And it's still the dream that I have. But um, at the time, I was kind of saying that while also venting about like this life stuff that was kind of going on. And I just like, yeah, I was kind of contradicting myself in the song. So it's it's a event about um, everything that was going on, and uh, and so I kind of use the word dreams because you hear that and you think that it's like going to be like a happier song or whatever, and then you hear it and you're like, "Whoa, what's going on with this guy, <laughs> man?" Ooh. Whatever, but um, but yeah, so that's that's where that the song title came from. Dude, that's awesome. See, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout you out with all of the other. Uh, artists out there Mm -hmm. and i'm going to tell all the future upcoming artists guys that's the kind of music that people like to listen to that's why i feel i don't i've never heard the song i just learned about it so he didn't pay me 20 bucks for this or anything i'm literally (laughs) saying i'm now intrigued because what i've started to see is like okay so you're familiar with nf by any chance yep so i liked nf my brother really liked him even more more than i did he's bigger fan 21 pilots i think is one i think we've have we mentioned 21 oh yeah pilots i love before? 21 pilots they they're talking about real stuff and they're doing it in a way that doesn't just they're not just talking about it they're putting it in a poetic form and then right. putting music that fits the feel of it and it resonates with a lot of people mm-hmm. um now NF as a was actually my my main inspiration uh which one was nf nf oh, there yeah. dude that's immediately who i thought I of when NF. you said that yeah. huh Insane. Trying to think, the first album is the one I'm most familiar with from NF. Oh yeah, but then there's one song from the second album where he's it's called like Oh Lord, I think where he's like, Can oh, you yeah, see yeah, us yeah. down here, that, Oh Lord? Yeah, dude, that one like had me almost crying because it's like, man, I've resonated with that, yeah. and I feel like so many people are like, man, do you see all the stuff? Can you hear us down here, Oh Lord? Yeah, can, like, can you hear us? Are you? We're we're trying to speak. Like, come, can you hear us? Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely. Uh, I think that's a thought that resonates with a lot of people. Uh, mm. it's, it's very deep. It's like you get stuck in these, uh, in these, like in life and you, you see all the, what's happening to the world and you're like, you know, what's, what's going on? Like you, but at the same time, like you kind of, you have to have hope that there's something working behind the scenes that you don't realize mm. yet that the good that's going to come out of, um, what evil is in the world. Uh, but still that doesn't change the fact that 
that thought of the very real thought. Yes. Um, like, like, where are you? Like, I feel like you're not here. And, you know, it's hard. Definitely. Well, and, and again, guys, to throw this back to, I'm saying, if you could see Kevin right now, he's got, uh, he's got, is it a cross on the left ear? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a cross hanging down from my left ear. Um, I don't even know what, what this is. It's just like a cone. Yeah, cone metal hanging. weight type thing. Yeah. So, okay, let me, I'm going to, we're going all over the place here, but this is, this is interesting to me. I've seen people wear the cross, I think, on the left earlobe. I don't know if that's a, like a thing or maybe it's the right or whatever. What, is there a significance? Just, I mean, I know you're religious. I know that much. But. Yeah. Um, well, there's not really, uh, I guess, a reason. I just thought they looked cool. Because um, he's a drummer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. So I was just like, I don't know. Uh, most of the stuff, like, like my hair, I have purple hair. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, know. describe the hair. Describe uh, the hair, the whole hairstyle so they can yeah. visualize it. Uh, I don't know. I just, I tried so many different things. My look is basically just me trying a bunch of different things, and I'm like, whatever I think looks cool, I'm like, okay, that's actually, like, what I'll stick with. Yeah. Um, and I finally feel like I set on my hairstyle. I used to have long hair, or, like, I did a bunch of crazy stuff to it, but... Yeah, I kind of settled on the the purple. I love purple; it's my favorite color. So okay, yeah, dude, he looks like a drummer, man. He, I'm just <laughs> saying that. John Sandy, the buddy that I mentioned, DHL, yeah. he has long, like the long, like uh, Led Zeppelin, you know, old school rocker type hair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and when he told me he was a drummer, I was like, dude, I could totally see that, man. <laughs> He's got a bunch of like Nordic uh, Viking type tattoos, and dude, okay, so what's the three three yeah. right there? The three. Oh, that's um. Yeah, I have a I have Roman numerals on my uh, right arm uh, on the bicep. Three, three uh, just symbolizes three out of three, and it's a sibling tattoo. Oh, so my brother was born first, so he has a one out of three. My sister was born second; she has a two out of three, and I was the the baby of the group, so I have three out of three. Dude, that's cool, man. Yeah. So you're repping your family on your right arm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, love the fam. Shout out to them. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, now I've lost track where we're going. So I guess I guess what I'm saying, yeah, dude, we, we took uh, a lot of turns. We did. <laughs> I'm I'm not mad about it though. Well, what's some of the other tattoos? We'll run with that. So I see the yeah. That? So the the most edgy one of them all, the mm. one that everyone asks me, do you regret getting that? <laughs> Is that uh, I got lost uh, tattooed on my knuckles. Well, so L O S T fingers. Yeah, um, and then a little moon on my thumb because I didn't know what to put there. Mm. Uh, but I thought a moon might be cool. Um, but yeah, so Lost actually, um, I mean, it has two meanings really. One is uh, NF came out with a song called Lost. Uh, resonated with a lot of what he says, but then again, I resonate with everything he says basically. <laughs> um, and then uh, the other meaning was just like, like just the classic feeling of just being lost, like not really fitting in um, anywhere that I feel. And so, Ooh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's kind of the reason. Um, I got it. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people ask me if I regret it. I don't. I don't regret any decision I've made. Um, mm. It's a part of me from a time that I was feeling it, and, you know, um, it's a good reminder of, like, where I've come. So uh, do you still go to Seven Hills? Um, I actually currently do not, no. Okay. So I've been there, like, two or three times, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I can't remember the last time I was there. It may have been back in like 2018, 2017, because I visited a bunch of different church groups in the area just to kind of see what flavors of of yeah. you know, religious, you know, Christian flavors, let's say, are out there. Right. Um, and I've I've oh, mentioned yeah. stuff on the. Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Wait. No, 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 you're good. I was I was just 
Yeah, I, I know what you mean about... Okay, so, see, dude, I had a feeling. I was like, I just know there's going to be some... The, f- the fact that this guy wanted to be on my podcast, guys, after I hadn't spoken with him for like two or three years, that made me think, okay, there's something there, man. Like, I think we have some overlap. I'm, I'm serious. Like, that just it just makes sense. So, okay. So, I've lost my train of thought here, man. There's so many ideas going yeah. in my head here. Um, the tattoos... Uh, the the religious symbolism, um, the feeling of being okay, the feeling of being lost. That made me think of John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. So, for those who don't know who John the Baptist is, he was a dude that wore like what was it camel's hair and like a a weird belt, and he ate like he was in the wilderness and he ate um, locusts with honey and stuff. He was a weird looking dude. <laughs> He's kind of crazy looking dude, but God used him. He was a prophet, and he may oh, have yeah. looked lost, like he didn't fit in with the culture. The way you're saying. So there's there are people that God used in the Bible that were very much outsiders in yeah. some sense. So anyway, just shout out there. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, shout out you, John. John the Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Um, yeah, continuing, um, I have my first tattoo here on my left arm. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. That's a Ooh. Bible verse. I don't know the the... Paragraph or the actual verse number, but I know, I'm pretty sure it's from Deuteronomy. Okay, um, the book of Deuteronomy, the one that everybody loves reading. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, cool though. But yeah, once again, just another kind of reminder um, from like, you know, just whenever uh, I kind of, I guess, felt that whenever I was in my weakest moments, even though I like just trying to, uh, I, I could always find strength somewhere like and i knew that like in those moments i was the closest with god and um and stuff so yeah that uh i just know i can pull myself it helps to remind me to like pull myself up and whenever Mm. i'm doing hard going through hardships um you know and describe the thing that's right next to it yeah it's just a heart and it's Um, not it's not like the the symbol of a heart that you do like for valentine's day it's an actual actual heart yeah like like a, a outline of a legit heart from inside your body. Um, and that's just kind of wearing my heart on my sleeve. Uh, okay. I try to be, uh, like, I guess, open with everyone, Show like, not afraid to show people who I am. Or, uh, and uh, I guess it, it means that, you know, I'll, like, being hurt, is way more of like a thing, but in the end of, I think wearing your heart out shows people who you truly are. And I think that's what people crave anymore is, uh, is a real kind of, uh, yes, a, knowing someone's true self rather because like people hide behind masks mm-hmm. so many. And so that's kind of a reminder to me to try to be like real with people. Um, also like the, the real on my, uh, on the side of my neck here. Yeah, he's got R E A L in all yep. caps. Real. Yeah. Mm. That's um that's another reminder, uh, as well. Kind of the same sort of deal, just to be authentic. Um and Ooh, that's a good word for it too. Yeah. For sure. Uh now see, can yeah. I I'll say one thing. When I saw the heart, I didn't know what it meant, but the first thing that popped to my head was I was like, Ooh. Well, the first thing that popped in my mind was your heart beats. And then I thought of the line from 21 Pilots that says, lean with it, rock with it. When are we going to stop with it? So he's critiquing songs. Yeah. And he goes, 
it's not the speakers that bump hearts, it's the hearts that make the beat. Yeah. And then I was thinking, okay, you do hip-hop, so you have to make beats, and you're a drummer, so you're literally beating on a drum. Yeah. So I thought it might have something to do with the fact <laughs> that you're a drummer. Yeah, I like the way you think. Uh, <laughs> you really, yeah, you uh, remind me of like someone who could pinpoint like all these uh, theories. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, when uh, like watching a show or something, and you see something happen, you're like, oh, wait. But I recall this from the back in the yeah. what happened previous and shows. So that's cool, though. It's cool that you like think like that. Um, oh, thanks, man. But, yeah, I mean, that wasn't what I was going for when I initially got it. But I mean, that I mean, I agree with that sentiment. Um, okay, well, yeah, it's some fully like, so. It's like a, a multiplicity of of meanings now behind mm. it. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like and, the original you know, one, people can kind of interpret it for how they want to. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, this guy is an artist. I, I can just see it. Like, it's all over. So, to all of the gray hairs out there, when you look at people in church groups, and you're like, he's got purple hair, and, like, that's not God ironing, and tattoos, and they quote some verse. And I, I've said this before. I get it. I get it. There's a verse somewhere in the Old Testament that talks about tattoos. But it's not talking about tattoos the way that that it's uh-huh. not the same. Yeah. <laughs> it just um, isn't. Yeah, I don't even – yeah, when it gets into all that uh, that kind of stuff where – People try to like use the Bible to stick with their statements. I'm just like, well, some some of them are, I just feel are just way too like like really you're, you're getting mad about that. Well, so <laughs> you know to clarify for those who don't know, there's a passage somewhere in the Old Testament. I don't know where it's at offhand, but it basically said don't get tattoos, something like that. But the point was at that time period. There were other like pagan religions and they were doing it and it was like in a hurtful, harmful way to their body Mm. and they were doing it to worship demons. Like that's basically what it was. So for those who've been listening to this point and have been offended by tattoos, so again to the, maybe the gray hairs, me, mom, (laughs) papa, if you're listening, did he say any of these like, oh yeah, I got this to worship Satan and then this one over here is for a demon. No, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) So listen to what he's saying. Like there's meanings behind this. Yeah. So well, I not my uh, not my Pokemon tattoo. I just thought that was cool. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I got a Pokemon. little Gengar on the the right side of my neck. And okay, so talk about Pokemon. Pokemon. Like, are you still a fan? Oh yeah. So yeah. I don't know anything really about Pokemon. Nintendo is my childhood. Pokemon and Legend of Zelda. Ooh. Uh, both of those were you know. So uh, yeah, uh, grew up with Pokemon and uh, you know the, even the original games. Um, and yeah, that's just love them. Um, so what's the basic concept with Pokemon? Like, what is that? I know it's a card game too, right? Yeah, they have a card game. That's a little bit different. I don't do that. Um, okay. That's a little, I think it's a little, the rules are somewhat different than like how the actual game works. But yeah, you're just popped into this, this world um, where like basically any kind of animal is like turned into this sort of creature that uh, people will battle with. And like, that's like the whole point of, you know, um, of a is to get to like the top, be the, like the top trainer for for a lot of people, like the the you know the real passionate people out there, or I guess Pokemon trainers. They they grab a, a Pokeball, they capture uh, a Pokemon in in this ball, and they'll battle it with other trainers. And so, okay, guys, for all the Pokemon fans out there, I know I'm going to be grating on your nerves here, but the kid with the 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 cap, um, like he's got a. Ash Ketchum, that's yep. right. So who is Ash Ketchum then in the in the Pokemon world? Yeah, uh, he he's like that that kind of typical trainer that dreams to be the the very best as the intro song. Stage. Yeah, 
no one ever was. I um, want to be the very best. Yep. I've heard at least that yeah. part. <laughs> I think everyone has. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So he just, well, it's the I don't I don't really keep up with the show much anymore. But yeah, it would. Um, so they by each game would have their own show. Uh, okay, based on like from that uh, region that it was uh, take took place in. Okay, and then he would just. Travel through the there are gym leaders, so like you have to beat the like eight gym leaders in each region. Once you beat all those, you'll get a badge from each of them, and you show that badge to the what's called the elite four, and they're like the top uh, people uh, in the in that region, the top trainers. You have to battle okay. all of them, and then beat the top trainer, the champion, and then boom, you become the champion. Um, and so that was Ash's goal in the anime was to kind of do the same thing, but I don't think they did it. Like, they did the gym battles, but I think they, uh, instead of, like, you battling the Elite Four and the champion, you would, like, go, you just battle in, like, an arena, and they would just, you know, kind of like uh, March Madness, how you two people battle each other, and then whoever wins that will battle the yeah. next person you, all the way up until the, the top. Okay, the top so, yeah. so it, when you say battle, is it the, like, I know the Pokeball things because mm-hmm. I've played um, uh, Smash Brothers, yeah. um, Nintendo Smash Brothers oh, yeah. stuff. And so I, I remember the characters where you could throw the little Pokeballs and then a monster thing comes out. Mm-hmm. So is that like the battle? So it's whatever your main... Right, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, yeah, and uh, you'll you'll fr- throw your Pokemon out. They, they throw theirs out. And then you use like attacks based on like if it's a fire type, then you can use like fire moves against... You know, or if it's a water type, you'll use like a water gun as a attack, and the Pokemon will shoot out a water blast. Or, okay. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're type uh, type based. There's like ghost type, steel type, grass, fire, water, fairy. Now dark type, rock type, ground type, okay. type. Yeah, interesting. This reminds me of a buddy named his. First, I'll say it's just his first name. His first name is Alex. He is a big Pokemon Pokemon fan. And there was the whole like was it re- was it red blue or uh, no, it was something like um, those were or, the original games that what you're talking about or well it was a, a handheld game or phone phone game where you go out and like try and find them in the real world through oh Pokemon Go Pokemon Go that's yeah. right yeah there's red and blue stuff <laughs> too but I was mixing that up yeah Pokemon Go where it, dude that that's a fascinating concept yeah just the idea of really l- cool. overlaying that in reality for sure actually uh, our our my pub that I work at, the Lucky Duck Pub. Shout out Lucky Duck. <laughs> um, they recently, like one of our customers, made it into a pokey stop. So anytime you go in there, um, so hey, if you want to visit me, come to Lucky Duck Pub, and if you play Pokemon Go, you can get um, you can get like items, free items by stopping in there. Oh, that's uh, cool. And stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, Where, where's the pub at? Pub is in uh, Burlington, Kentucky. Okay, yeah, dude, I might stop in there then. You you got to the lucky. So it's the Lucky Duck Pub. Pub. Yep. So I'm going to put that Amazing in the food. Yeah, go ahead. Great drinks. Yeah. So good. And you're a bartender there. I'm, the, I'm a bartender uh, and a server there. Yep. Okay. So currently, guys. So if you're listening to this again, ten years from now, when this guy's famous, <laughs> he, pro- he might not be there anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sweet. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to stop in there then. You got to. Um. Oh, I was gonna say something. Oh, that's right. So I, one of the reasons why I never got into Pokemon as a kid was. I remember there was a lot of controversy over it. Like, there were some of the more conservative Christian groups that were like, oh, this sure. is up the devil, and you're going to get demon-possessed, and all this kind of weird stuff. So I now I, I was never really into cards that much. Mm-hmm. I still don't really care for card like card game collecting. 
again, I'm more of the Lego guy. I loved collecting Legos. So I was just never into that. But I had a buddy across the street who was, and so he introduced me to some of the stuff. But I'm going to say this, guys. From somebody who's looking from the outside in, some of the arguments that I've heard in the past about why Pokemon is evil or whatever, like I've heard people say these are based on you know, Japanese false gods and all this. Okay, I'm going to grant you that. I'm going to go ahead and say, let's say that's the case. Are you a Marvel fan? Do you enjoy Thor and Loki and all of them as superheroes? Now, if, you're, if you say no, at least you're consistent. But my point is this. There are people who would be like, I love the films. I love Thor. He's a funny character. I love the, the comics. But you don't believe he's an actual god. Mm-hmm. So come on, guys. Be consistent. <laughs> Me personally, I don't have a problem with, uh, with, um, with the Thor from Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. <laughs> just as a yeah, shout out. People just look into, into things sometimes. Like, um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I've never like. I mean, I get the like if you took that concept in the real world and people captured animals and made them battle. I mean, that doesn't seem like yeah. really right. But uh, but I mean, it's a game, and I mean, and I'll know. throw this out, guys, for the people who are like, no, 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 I don't want anything to do with this. Okay, fair enough. It could be that there are people out there that you can't see past that. Like in your mind, I am literally playing with demons by playing with these cards. Okay, well then, don't do it. But my point is, some people don't have that view at all. It's just a card game. You might as well, I mean, you could draw whatever. Like, are, are you not allowed to use your imagination and draw pictures? I mean, yeah. what about when kids are drawing a, like coloring a cow or something and they color it blue? Is that demonic or is that them, them just going, hey, I'm, I'm a little kid. I don't know, I don't know what color cows are. And, and even if I do, I want to make this one a blue cow and the grass is purple. And I mean, I did that as a kid. Nobody said I was demon possessed at that point. <laughs> Like I said, people just read into things too much, I think. That's true. That's true. Okay, so we're not going to read into all that. So Pokemon. Okay, so you, so Pokemon, you're a drummer. Uh, Nintendo, you mentioned. You yeah, like Legos. part of my childhood. Big so. artist. Yeah, what, uh, Legend of Zelda. Legend, yeah. What, oh, okay. One last question on the Pokemon. Favorite Pokemon monster? Oh. Um, I mean, it would probably have to be Gengar. Geng- um, uh, the one you got? Yeah. Yeah, he's a cool, he's a ghost type uh so and he's kind of like uh, very snarky. He always has a, like this grin on, like he's always up to trouble. It's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of feel that same way. Like like I'm always up to trouble, but I mean I'm never like doing something like bad. But I'm just like I kind of just have that kind of same mindset as him. So um, and then he's purple. So I mean, okay. So there's the like, color then again. Uh, yeah, everything kind of yeah. Ooh, okay. One more uh, one more connection here. Because when you were talking about the way the Pokemon balls and stuff like that, you throw them and they fight. I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I was talking with, I think, Logan, um, and another buddy from the book, from Amazon. But the the Moses story. So are you familiar? You're familiar with Moses and going into oh, Egypt. Yeah. So one of the things I, I found to be interesting that I think a lot of people don't think on, and again, if you've listened to Logan's podcast, you already have heard this, but for those who haven't, Moses and Aaron confront uh, Pharaoh at the very beginning when they're trying to break people free from Egypt and they literally go okay here's our staff and they put the staff out and the staff turns into a monster okay quote unquote it turns into a snake yeah it's a miraculous thing but then all the priests on the other side they put their staffs out and their, their staffs turn into snakes and so then they battle it out so it's almost like a Pokemon battle in this sense <laughs> and literally Aaron and Moses' staff 
wins. It eats up all of the other snakes, which is a symbol of like, I think that was symbolic of basically the God of Aaron and Moses was saying, I'm more powerful than all the gods of Egypt. And so he eats up all the snakes. And then uh, I think Moses is told. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's now, dude, I was never taught this. Like this is stuff I figured out where I was learning and going, dude, there's a lot of symbolism here. Maybe that's where Pokemon started. <laughs> dude, I mean, see, part of the reason why some of these things are cool is because they do have tie-ins to other themes and stuff. Yeah. So, but I'll say this much. I did learn from uh, from just history and stuff, if you do Egyptian history, all of the various things that they attack, like the Nile River turning into blood, the, the frogs do, you know, multiplying and all this. I mean, the Egyptians, they had lots of gods. It's kind of like Hinduism. So they had a god of this, that, and the other. Oh, yeah. So all of that was literally basically the god of, of, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of Moses and them saying, I'm bigger than the god of the Nile. I'm bigger than this god. I'm bigger than that god. All the way then bigger than the sun god when he blots out the sun. For sure. So there's stuff like that. So my point is this, guys. For those who think the Bible is boring, and I don't, I'm not talking about people who don't believe it is true or false or whatever. I'm just saying who think it's boring. There are some really cool parts in there, and you could probably even see some parallels between Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so again, just trying to kind of uh, appease the the gray hairs, and I'm talking about the stereotypical ones. So anyway, yeah. so okay, moving on. Uh, there was another thing I was going to ask. Oh man, so Pokemon. Oh, the Nintendo Legend of Zelda. Yeah, favorite favorite Zelda game. Oh, Ocarina of Time, without a doubt. Uh, but that stems from once again my childhood. That was the only, the first game that I like played. Okay, uh, it, you know, um, and I remember like I used to just as I was growing, you know, I couldn't beat it. I was like, mm. I just would, I couldn't beat some of the bosses. But as I like grew and I got like in my childhood and I I played it more. I, I remember like the moment I finally beat the game was like. One of the highlights of my life <laughs> at this point, <laughs> like honestly, oh, uh, it, it was insane. Um, love the game. Uh, the it was it had such a uh, it was so advanced for like the time too with the Nintendo sixty four and the three D graphics and how big the world was. Mm. Uh, like no one had ever really seen that before as much. Like maybe in some other like branded games, but like from Nintendo. You didn't really see that, and it was uh, it was insane. And um, was it the first three D one for? I, th- I believe, yeah, it was the first. Yeah, the first three D. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, the first three D uh, Zelda, Zelda game they game. came out with, and they did an amazing job. Now, have you so played uh, Breath of the Wild yet? Oh yeah. See, I haven't played it. I've seen video yeah. footage of it though. So good, dude! Um, it looked amazing. It's like Skyrim, but Legend of Zelda. Dude, so, I was about to ask if you played Skyrim. Yeah. yeah, haven't beat Skyrim. Uh, it's going to offend a lot of people. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't played Skyrim, guys, so <laughs> yeah, I just watched it being it's, I know it's it's fun, though. For the time that I played it, I need to I honestly, I need to go play it because I know I would. It's been a while. Well, now, in the Ocarina of Time, does he, doesn't he, like, have a, you learn different songs? Yeah. And then you play those songs and, like, the sky changes or the time of day or something? Is that right? Or mm, am I wrong? That's probably the, I think... They had like you could change it from night to day, okay, or something. Mostly those songs were used to teleport you, um, oh, to okay. like different locations, and then you could also like, uh, like I don't. There was some other you could move like boxes around with the song that was, uh, in your way, like obstructing your your path or something. It's it mm. kind of weird. 
Uh, but yeah, in the in the the sequel to that, which was Majora's Mask, um, in that game you would play a song to turn back time because you had three days to like beat the game, so you had to like you had to go around and complete the uh, the dungeons and then turn back time. And go back, dude. Yeah. It was insane. I know I hadn't played. A lot of people swear by that as being like their favorite, and I know it's good. I just haven't got into that that much. I tried to play it, but I didn't know there was like, uh, like you could you could slow do- down time and you could extend your days. I didn't know you could do that, so I just always ran out of time. And then, huh. um, because there was like a moon about to crash into the the planet, and you had to prevent it. That's like, right, the angry yeah. moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 See, Majora's Mask is another one that I've heard people say is an amazing game, yeah. but a little bit darker than Ocarina yeah, of Time. Yeah, for sure. I think it's like the darkest one of all the Zeldas. Yeah, that Tw- Twilight Princess is pretty dark as well. I played, that's the only one I've mm-hmm. played through, and that yeah. one was good. That's fun. Oh, yeah, because you turn into a... Okay. The wolf. The wolf, and dude, the the whole concept of like the point where the day and the night touch, there's like this moment of twilight, mm. and there's something like that was a mystical... I don't know how to, how they worded it in the game, but it was like because of that, the Twilight uh, Zone. Exactly, dude. I loved the Twilight Zone as a kid. I loved them. Still yeah, I do. Watched a little bit of those episodes. Those were cool. But see, I I love the whole concept of like, okay, now we're going to enter into the Twilight Realm essentially, mm-hmm. and then he takes like a, a dog form yeah. or a wolf form rather. Yeah. Now again, I, I you guys I've mentioned on the podcast I'm very much was raised in Christian homes, uh, in Christian churches and all that. But I never had like a spiritual view of the scriptures. Like I knew that God is spirit and all of that. But I started seeing parallels. I was like, no wonder I liked Legend of Zelda so much. No wonder I liked Lord of the Rings and things. Because, okay. Lord of the Rings has so many themes, not to deviate, but yeah. that Yeah, no, go for it. So many Christian themes. No, I just, I wouldn't be able to talk. I don't know of any, like, I just... Remember, just know they like, are. anytime I watch the, the the series Lord of the Rings, yeah, so many Christian themes. It's insane. Well, let me ask you this: so Jesus Christ is referenced as what kind of an animal? Like a, I don't want to say spirit animal, but spiritually, he is the blank of Judah. Oh, I don't know, a sheep. Uh, hey, okay, he's a lamb. Yeah, the lamb, lamb or sheep? I guess. Oh, yeah, the lamb of God, right? Lamb of God. Yeah. I guess so is. is yeah, so. and then also the Lion of Judah. That's what I was going for there. Oh, okay. So he's called the Lion of Judah. So are you familiar with Narnia? Yeah. So yeah. Aslan, yeah. kind of a Jesus figure. It's like, why does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, because he's a Lion of Judah. So there's there's parallels there, but he's also referenced as the Lamb of of God, oh, yeah. you know, the sacrifice thing. So I think when I hear people say stuff like, "What's your spirit animal?" I kind of, like, in the past, people, oh, they shy away from that. That's kind of weird or new agey. Okay, maybe it is. Fair enough. But why are they talking about stuff like that? Like, have you ever thought of yourself, like, if you were an animal, what would you be? By the way, that's why I have this Lego tiger oh, here. Oh, nice. It's like, maybe I'd be a tiger. Uh-huh. I don't know. The tigers are cool. Like, there's a lot of cool animals. I've thought of wolf before. I think mm-hmm. that's why I like Legend of Zelda. So, for uh, since we're on this topic, if you saw yourself as, quote, unquote, a spirit animal or an animal, like, what, what would you... What would you be? <laughs> I'd want to be a German shepherd. It's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, maybe a dog. <laughs> I think I just have to lay down all day. <laughs> um, no, probably. Um, I always thought like dolphins were really cool. And I, I thought that like, I mean, from what I've heard though, that they're, like they're pretty mean. They can be mean or something. But I've I've seen like videos of a. 
I don't think it was an actual dolphin, but it was a dolphin like uh animal and okay. like this person dropped her phone into the ocean and it, it picked it and it, it dove down, picked up the phone and brought it back up to her. Oh my god. You can find the video anywhere online. Uh it's pretty crazy, but like I don't know, like I heard that they're like super smart and I always thought that they were really cool, uh like like sort of like the majestic animal of the ocean. Dude. Um and so I thought like dolphins were are always pretty cool. Um so yeah, probably dolphin. Okay, okay. That that's actually a really cool answer. I don't think I've ever met anybody say a dolphin. Yeah. And dolphins are smart, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um I have never read the book. I've seen the movie. I've heard the book is amazing and it's very like it's a the comedy and it's pretty good. Um Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I think. Oh, I haven't seen that. So the the basic okay. I can't spoil it, guys, because I don't remember it. And so, again, uh, sorry for all the people who, are, who, if I'm messing this up, but I think in the book, the one of the jokes in it is that all of the dolphins are actually smarter than humans, and they keep telling the humans, like, hey, the world's going to explode or something like that. Oh, really? And then they say, bye-bye, thanks for all the fish. That's, like, the last thing they're saying is goodbye, thanks for all the fish, because they end up escaping somehow and the plant's about to be destroyed or something. There's a whole plot twist or something to it. Um, but there's like a book that's called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I think it's mentioned in the book. Again, guys, I, I could be butchering this big time. But I remember that line, goodbye and thanks for all the fish. And we can't understand what they're saying. And so <laughs> That's funny. So Maybe anyway. You should check that out. Sounds- <laughs> yeah, you might like it just for that. <laughs> wow. So, Okay. We are we're about forty five minutes in. How how are you good on? Oh, uh, yeah, how are you feeling on time? Um, probably about twenty more minutes. Or Another twenty minutes. Yeah. All right, guys. So we'll kind of go into a little bit of a wrap up here. Uh, we may be doing a part two later on, um, whenever whenever that happens. But um, okay, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to find a discernible path through what we've done. We've we've touched on a lot of different stuff. Yeah. So he's a very interesting guy. He's got more than just one thing to him. Yeah, we definitely touched on my nerdy side. Yeah, the, the nerdy, nerdy side. side. Yeah, um, for sure. So, what's what? Maybe what's something that you would want, like anybody that you come in contact with, to what would I say, to to know about you or to be able to discern just from meeting you? Like, this would be the vibe you'd want to give off, or like, what's kind of? Oh wow, it's um, a deeper question. <laughs> yeah, well. The reason I ask is because I have a buddy from college who was a bartender, his wife as well, and we all went to a Bible college. So these yeah. are all religious religious peoples. But in in a bar setting, man, you you find all different types of people oh, and all yeah. different levels of sobriety <laughs> to drunkenness. Yeah. And so it makes for a lot of really interesting people watching and interactions and stuff. So I'm like, if you're a bartender dealing with all of that, like you're probably a cool collected like calm dude and you, you're good with people and dealing with them so that's why i'm trying to figure out like how how do you maybe how do you do that what's the key <laughs> i mean oh like just like dealing with people or like or just yeah i feel like you'd have to be really good at uh at just I got a phone call hey yeah Wait, you want me to click pause real quick oh uh, yeah if you don't mind all right so we're gonna pause here. but again you guys won't notice it so three two one pause once again, we are back, and it was just a split second for you guys. All right, so bartending. Yeah, the the what's the, the kind of like the key to dealing with people, or I guess. Uh, yeah, man. Um, so uh, the biggest thing there is, uh, I think. Uh, I guess I. 
I, I want to be the, like I like making sure people have a good time mm-hmm. um, there. So in a lot of the ways, I really just join in. Okay. On kind of the the vibe that they're giving off, if that makes sense. Like, um, so like there's a lot of regulars there, and okay. So like I, you know. We chat. It's so easy to chat with them and stuff. But when I get new people and stuff, usually, like, I try to present myself as, like, you know, welcoming because I feel, well, a little side thing. I feel like a lot of people are just so upset with or, like, so, um, like, nobody wants to to go out and, like, order from, like, either fast food places or what ice cream parlors or mm-hmm. all these places where you're kind of just – you got you have like service service jobs. I feel like people are the workers. A lot of workers are just so upset in their jobs, and it's like so. Whenever I go to places like that, I always feel like I'm like a hassle for someone who, when I just want like a service or something, like I just want a scoop of ice cream here, man. Like why why do you <laughs> look like you hate? I mean, I get I and I, I to- totally get that people have life and like some of these jobs is not what like people have wanted or whatever and um but yeah so i i still i try to be that different person as much nice, as i can it, i still get frustrated as heck like don't <laughs> get me wrong like um when i'm in a big rush and like um i got people you know um uh you know on me like you know just yelling at me for a drink like that's like the thing those really yeah. frustrating thing like like hold up like i'm i'm getting to you i but I just, I have, like, a certain way I got to take care of things. But um, whenever I do get into those frustrated moments, if I remember dealing with, I just, you know, I just try to treat, kill them with kindness Mm. as much as I can and try to, like, try to make sure that there's nothing on my end that I did and really just try to make sure people have a good time. I mean, mostly it's it's pretty easy because everyone's there to have a good time. I mean, it's a pub, you know. Yeah. You got great food and drinks, like. Um, so, but, you know, any of the, the out of control people, you know, we have managers who are trained to deal with, um, you know, out of control people, if that's the case, but it is usually not. I was about to say, I, I, I wanted to ask this question guys, but then I stopped because I'm like, Oh, I don't want to give a a bad representation. But I, I remember I'll say this when I was down in uh, Tennessee visiting some friends in uh, Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Tennessee, we went to one of the bars that was there. And I talked with the bartender at that bar, mm-hmm. and I asked him, I was like, so what's the craziest thing you've seen at this bar? And he's like, what's the craziest thing? I was like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm assuming you've seen some, like, some bar fights or something break out. So he's like, oh, man, well, there's one time where this happened. Well, he goes, and like a 50, 15 minutes beforehand or something, or it was a few minutes before, he kind of got that spidey sense of, like, okay, the room just got cold. Something's mm-hmm. about to go down. Oh, you can she- feel it. Dude, I was about to ask. You can so you feel can... that energy, man. Whenever <laughs> there's like a something happening, but yeah, that that's happened once, like a bar fight. Okay, um, but they had good managers that took care of it, guys. So we don't want to. We don't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can definitely feel that. I yeah, there was uh, the craziest thing. Well, there's two things I guess I would say. It's just another generic bar fight, kind of like that between a younger guy who was kind of actually minding his own business and an older. Uh, clearly drunk man um, <laughs> who like just forced himself into these people's business. And then mm. this dude was like 
come on, man, like leave us alone. And then it built up and then, you know, so we had to step out there um, and kind of like, it's kind of one of those situations like you want to, you really want to step in because like, but you're also like not sure if there is like, there could be repercussions for it. But ultimately I'm like, we don't want anyone to get hurt. So we tried to step in as much as we can and pulled them apart and stuff and everything was fine. Um, I mean, the cops did have to come and, you know, talk to them both, but I think they both just left. Mm. Nothing really um, there. So that was like, that's honestly like the craziest thing. But uh, there was another time one of our regulars, I didn't see it happen, but I knew it happened like, like right beside me. Um, She flashed her, (laughs) you know know what, uh, to the people across the bar. And (laughs) and then like everyone else was saying like, oh my gosh, did you just see that? I'm like, I'm glad I didn't. Uh, <laughs> like, so she had had at least a little bit to drink at that point. Oh uh, yeah, not just a little bit. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, dude, yeah. that's that's kind of funny. I have to say that. <laughs> yeah, definitely an awkward situation to be in. They yeah, go, okay, sure. what do we so, do now? <laughs> I just completely just like whatever, and I just went back to because like just not even acknowledge it because like, I don't even want to like. Think about it, like, you know. So, see, this is okay. Okay, before I say that, what would? Oh, so I'm, I'm coming to you at this bar, at this pub, rather. Yeah. Um, and I want to, I want to, and I'm, this is a legitimate question because I don't know, I don't know much about like alcohol and liquors and stuff like that. So I'm a bourbon guy. I'm a whiskey guy. My grandfather drinks um, wild turkey whiskey. I think is what it is. Okay. It's one of his favorites. He grew up on it in the, in this sense. So. Guys, get this again for the. I'm, I'm talking to the religious crowd, especially who's like, you shouldn't drink any alcohol. It's like, okay, my grandparents. These are gray hairs now. My granddad literally grew up, and his parents, after he'd go out and play in the rain as like a six year old kid, you know, get his feet wet and all that, he'd come back in. They'd make him take a bath, you know, a shower, whatever, and then they tuck all the kids in for bed. And before they went to bed, they had what basically I've heard people call a hot toddy. But oh yeah! Sometimes it he was used just, to do those. Okay, okay. So he he just got a shot. It was like a shot of wild turkey whiskey, basically that maybe watered down a bit for for when he was a kid. But he would drink that, go to bed, sleep really well, wake up, and he said I was never sick as a kid. Hmm. It's like, well, what about me- okay? We're gonna have cough medicine and this that with all these other weird chemicals and things in it. Yo, it'll clear your sinuses out, dude. It does. Yeah. It does. So I love wild turkey whiskey. Like okay. I love the flavor of that, and I got that idea from my granddad. So what's yeah. something like that that's something close to a whiskey or, or like if, if I asked you, hey, surprise me, give me a whiskey drink that, um, I don't know, add some cool stuff to it. Like what would you end up? Ooh. All right. Well, definitely. Well, you, there's two of them. Can't go wrong. But so one's an old fashioned, like which okay. is uh, basically you just take your favorite whiskey or bourbon um, you muddle in uh, some sugar, a cherry, and an orange. Mm. Um, and uh, I think you throw a splash of water in there to help the sugar, you know, dissolve and everything. But um, muddle all that, so you just, like, kind of squish it down all together, and then you throw in uh, your uh, your bourbon. You throw okay. In, uh, Angus- oh, you throw in Angostura bitter- bitters as well, which is uh, like an alcoholic pepper. If Ooh. like So it's... It's uh, it's like a seasoning almost okay. for uh, for your drink bitters. So it's it comes out and just drops like the way you. So you do like seven or eight drops of that 
muddle all that together, pour your bourbon, your ice, uh, and then splash the soda on top. So it's kind of like uh, you take your favorite bourbon, you just like upgrade it with all these different flavors, cherry, orange, you know, you get a little sweetness. Uh, Dude, that sounds amazing. Yeah, go into any uh, bar, order them. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, old-fashioned. Yeah, old-fashioned. don't know what you're talking about. Okay, um, I'm going to remember that. Yeah, uh, but if I had to give anyone, like, just starting out, like, uh, I would definitely go with a whiskey sour. I've but, had that. That's good. Yeah. Go ahead. But you got to do it with uh, with fresh fresh juice, uh, fresh lemon juice and simple syrup, and um, an egg white. An egg white? Yeah. Huh. Throw an egg white in there, and uh, tell you what that does. So it, it, it um, helps to... Uh, even out the rough edges of a bourbon or whiskey. So interesting. Um, yeah. So it'll it'll make it frothy, really frothy. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, uh, like I said, give you a way more evened drink and a very pleasant uh, experience. Uh, you throw on some Angostura bitters on the top mm-hmm. um, for like once again a little spice, but also decoration. Okay. Um, and then you kind of when you every time you drink, you smell that Angostura bitters. You kind of get that. Um, you know, you know how your smell or your, your nose sort of helps you taste sort of that same thing. Yes. As you're smelling the bitters, you're also drinking the whiskey sour. Okay. A very, uh, very pleasant drink, uh, for enjoying a whiskey. And that's a Buffalo Trace is uh, a really good bourbon to use in a Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to have to jot this down when I listen to the podcast afterwards before I upload it. Uh, or after I've uploaded it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so whiskey sour with a Buffalo Trace whiskey. Yeah, and but then the, you can still use any of your favorite bourbons. I like, I really like Buffalo Trace in, in a okay. whiskey sour. So what's the Buffalo Trace? What's the like distinguishing characteristic of it that you like that? Um, I'd say that it, it just, the the spice level that you kind of get from uh, the taste of it, uh, I think really, I think kind of uh, helps works really well with the sour. Okay. Um, the sour taste of it all. Uh, I don't know. Like, most bourbon is really is pretty close to the same. Um, well, I'm going to get a lot of haters saying something like that. But <laughs> there, there is definitely different. There there are distinguishing factors, for sure. Um, but, I mean, it's all generally the same sort of um, idea behind bourbon. But, yeah, uh, it's it's the spice, I think, works really well. The the sour, I don't like. I've just, it's also like I'm, I don't specifically know a reason. I just know that every time like when I make it with Buffalo Trace, it's huh? I like the name of that though. Really at the very yeah. least, Buffalo Trace. That's a cool name. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna remember both of those. I'm gonna have to put a note down for those. Old fashioned, I can definitely remember. Um, and then I'll try and oh, that, that's my question. So if I wanted to drink those two. So my, my size person, I'm six foot four, I weigh about 180, maybe 185, something like that. Um, I go in uh, not, on, not on an empty stomach, so maybe I eat some of the good food there yeah. or whatever. I'm chilling for a couple hours. I want to space it out. I, I mentioned this to some guys on uh, July 4th. Uh, they were coming to buy some liquor and I was, or, or get alcohol, something like that. And I was eating a burger with a buddy. And I jokingly said to them, because they came up to, we were in front of a Kroger, and uh, the doors were already locked because it was mm-hmm. July 4th. Yeah. Or coming up on July 4th. I think it was a Saturday, technically. So July 3rd. But the the Kroger had shut down 
early, shut their doors at seven, I think is what it was. Oh, wow. So people are coming up and we're just chilling, chatting. And they're like, dude, and we're like, oh, it, it's actually closed. There were so many people coming up. We finally were like, oh, it's closed at seven. Oh man, really? And so I'm, well, we'll go and get some alcohol here, there, whatever. And I told him, I said, hey, don't drink too much, man, because then you'll be drunk and you won't be able to enjoy the rest of the night. And they're like, hey, that's a good point, man. All right, okay, yeah. have a good one. You know, so, but I've yeah. thought about that because like I've never I've never been a big alcohol type dude, mm-hmm. um, but I've never been against it. You know, my, my dad will drink a beer every once in a while and yeah. um, you know, again to the religious crowd, Jesus his first miracle was he made wine. And if you're a good Christian, you believe yeah. that Jesus Christ is God. Um, so God made wine for people at a wedding. <laughs> So you've got that. Um, But the thing that I've tried to do is just, okay, how can I enjoy it in a way that's... um, Not going to mess you up. Yeah, because I do enjoy the flavor of it. And I'll say this, a shout-out to my my wife's side of the family. Um, They're up in Michigan, that's as much as I'll say. Mm -hmm. But the first time I met them, which was last year in September... My wife warned me. She's like, "Look, you know," and a lot of them aren't Christians, so you know, no hard feelings there. But the point is, they don't have the same type of views that some Christians do about like, don't don't touch alcohol. Mm-hmm. But they are like joking, more joking, just saying like, "Ooh, we're gonna get him drunk. We're gonna get you know, we're gonna get Josh this, that, the whatever." So my wife is kind of warning, like, "Hey, I think they're gonna try and like force alcohol." They ended up not. It was all just jokes and chatting and okay, just kind of yeah. speaking it up. I get up there. And they all are like, hey, you want to take a shot of, like, I think it was some kind of tequila. And I'm like, sure. And it's like the first time I've taken a shot of anything. Mm-hmm. And so they all down theirs right oh, away. Boy, that tequila is one to start with. Dude. Uh, well, the thing is, I took a shot of it. Like, I, So I take the cup, tilt it back, uh, and then I'm swishing it around in my mouth because I'm like, mm, okay, this tastes like, ooh, I'm getting this. They all looked at me like I was crazy. And <laughs> they're like, dude. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Kind of swishing around, I'm like what? But I still have it in my mouth. And they're like, "Dude, you're supposed to drink it." I was like, "Well, I'm going to. Like, I'm not going to spit it out." And so I did swallow it. And they're like, "And one of them said, he goes, dude, talking to my wife, Michaela, you're right. He ha- he hasn't like he's not a drinker or he hasn't drunk alcohol or something like that, which I had before. Yeah, well, but, most people would would just would take one sip and just oh, <laughs> just immediately spit it out or something. Like I'm huh. kind of surprised hearing that you just were swishing it around in your mouth. I guess yeah, I I didn't know what to do because they just downed it right away, just chug yeah. boom, and then they're like, all right, we'll do another shot here in a second of another one. But I'm still sitting there just swishing around one in my mouth. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, okay, it was good. I actually tasted kind of this. I, it was a little strong here, there. So I'm like thinking, you know, thinking it through. Then I go over and I get a glass of, you know, my ice water, or whatever. Take a few swigs of that, and they're like, "You want to do another shot?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, later. I don't want to go back to back. Like I'm still talking." So that's just, I don't know. That's I'm not a, an alcohol connoisseur. I've been more of a coffee guy. Shout out to Speedway, by the way, guys. I love Speedway coffee. Every Speedway I've been to, a lot cheaper. Starbucks and Dude, it's so stuff. much cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> and it grinds it right there. So Starbucks, you got to up your game, man. Y'all need to up your game because Speedway is going to beat you. They're going to beat <laughs> your butt. <laughs> but, yeah, I love coffee. A total coffee snob. But when it comes to alcohol and stuff, I'm like, well, because the coffee I needed to keep me awake in college, the yeah. caffeine. So I became a coffee connoisseur after that. Right. And I've joked and said if alcohol could make me uh, you know, have focused and all of that and give me a caffeine boost, then I'd be an alcoholic because mm-hmm. that was the reason why I got into it. So since I'm getting into alcohol for the taste reasons, it's like, well, I want to still be able to enjoy the taste and okay. try different ones. Yeah. So I like getting like little you know, small shots or 
So, okay. So all that said, yeah. let's say I'm going to be at the bar for maybe, I don't know, four hours with some buddies. Um, and I want to space out the drinks, whatever I have. Um, would I be able to, in your honest opinion, being six foot four, one eighty five ish, let's say, to drink a what was it, an old fashioned and a whiskey sour with Buffalo Trace within that four hour time period with food and other water and stuff in between without getting even tipsy if I didn't want to? Um probably. That's um, what I I'd think say, too. Yeah, like <laughs> on a uh I mean, you probably will just get, to, you might just get the tip. It depends on, like, when you ate. Like, if, if you ate, like, just ate, yeah. then you probably won't feel any of it. Okay. Um, I would imagine. So um, what's the difference between, like, tipsy and getting the buzz? I've heard people talk about, they like I to would get say tipsy. Buzz. The buzz is kind of right before tipsy, and then, like, buzz and tipsy are, like, the sweet spot. That's, like, oh, that's okay. like the perfect spot. Where you can like enjoy yourself and have a good time, okay, while also not being like out of your mind and not able to control yourself. If that makes sense. Okay, that um, that I've never heard that explanation before. Yeah. So what's the what is the buzz like? How do you? That's when you first start feeling it, the fe- feeling the effects. What's, and it's what's the feeling? I I don't know if I've ever had it. I mean, most people will describe it, uh, which I mean, I to an extent I agree with that statement. But yeah, it's kind of like a warm hug. You feel you oh, just feel like okay. a little bit of warmth throughout your body, um, and I don't know. Like you're just in general, just you definitely do kind of get in a. You're just a li- little bit more chill. You kind of f- feel like you have like, like almost like your blood has heated up a little bit. Okay, if that makes sense. And you kind of got this warm blood running throughout your body. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that's what I would um, kind of describe it as. And then tipsy is like just. The, the next phase of that where you kind of now you're just stumbling a little bit, but you're still kind of chill in that in that, in that relaxed zone. And then it's uh, then after that, it you got a bit more of a jump from tipsy to like drunk. But mm. if you hit drunk, then it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> like that's when you kind of want to focus on recovery, <laughs> recovering back, at least for me. <laughs> Um, well, then I've heard blackout drunk, where it's like you oh don't even gosh. remember what you did. Yeah, that's I've never crazy. gotten like that, and I don't think I ever will be. But that's good, yeah. dude. I, it doesn't. Nobody has told me, dude. I got blackout drunk, and it was amazing. Like I've never heard people, that. Statement. Yeah, I don't know. How, every time, like <laughs> I drink, I just get a headache or something now, and so I'm like, I don't know how people just how people do that. Um, oh, here's another random question because I had some of that Woodford Reserve with my buddy uh, Stephen. And you can you can kind of see some of the the leftover markings, but on my two fingers here, like where there's a little bit of a scab there and the right right there, it literally literally during the podcast when I was just sipping on it, so I wasn't having a lot of the Woodford Reserve, but it kind of like it looked like mosquito bites. Now I don't know if it was from the alcohol, like really? hives or something, or if it may have just been something I didn't notice, like I may have gotten bitten by a fly or something. that was in my. I, I've never heard of like. I don't know. Um, I think some people can be allergic to alcohol, but I, I would, I feel like it wouldn't just cause bumps on your hand. I feel like it would be. I don't know. See, I thought it might be like, um, because I've had wine before and I liked mm-hmm. wine. Wine's great. And then I had some like itchy rashes on my legs, and I was like, ah, or my calves. I think is what it was. And I thought maybe it's from the wine. I don't ask know. Google. <laughs> yeah, ask Google. Yeah, Google. <laughs> uh, they might know some. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of that, but because it. 
I like whiskey, maybe you have but a I was small like allergy to maybe alcohol, so. maybe. But I mean, still, even then, I don't. I it don't, wasn't horrible, but I yeah. thought if it were, then I would just make sure I don't drink a ton of it in one sitting. But I still drink like a little a yeah. shot of it, and I'm fine. Yeah. You know, so I'll okay. tell you, I'll, I'll give you the some tips here, though. Okay. For uh, for enjoying a night out without like having a messed up night or ha- messed up morning the day after like a yeah, bad no hangover, hangover you know yeah. um yeah so uh one one thing like whatever you're drinking liquor beer whatever just if you can keep it the same keep it the same so if you start drinking beer in the night only drink beer if you start drinking like bourbon or whiskey only stick with that okay if you are drinking uh tequila only stick with tequila vodka all that stuff it's when you like mix all these different alcohols um, and then you'll, that's when you kind of put yourself in a bad, uh, bad, what's, it's, it's just not going to be good. Huh. Um, and that's why like, there's a drink called a Long Island, which has five different alcohols in it. Uh, and then they just pile it in there. And so that's like literally a drink you drink if you want to get messed up. <laughs> um, I want to get smashed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So Stick with whatever you're drinking and just ride it out. Um, shots are a no-go if mm. you're trying to just enjoy yourself. Like, maybe, like, one to start off, but then, like, then kind of, like, chill. Um, have something in your stomach uh, beforehand. Don't drink on an empty stomach. Um, and drink water with it, you know, with whatever okay. you're drinking. Um that that always helps because you're dehydrating, so you want to kind of stay hydrated uh, with it. Dude, shout out um, to your uh, water jug. Yeah, hydration is the destination, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, like if you can before you go to bed, try to like drink a bunch of water. Okay. Um, and then, uh, like if you can eat, if you need to eat something, eat something before you go to bed, uh, just with drinking. Um, and then I've also heard I haven't. I don't know if this is true or not. I think I heard something about like drinking or not drinking, uh, eating strawberries like huh. before you go to bed will help to prevent a hangover as well. But um, yeah, and uh, and for uh, as far as like how you like to like measure like what your your limit is for like drinking, um, whatever. I saw this guy on a video recently. He had a breathalyzer and he said. Uh, he said, "Keep it between ten and twelve. That's a sweet spot. And if you know, if I if I start going, get if I go from twelve to like eleven or ten, I just take a take a. I know to take a couple sips and boom it back up. And he said that's the perfect sweet spot for huh. like enjoying yourself, like um, at at the ten or twelve mark on a on a breathalyzer. On a breathalyzer, yeah. So he just carries it around with him. And I'm like, huh, maybe I kind of want to do that because if I can just gauge that." Yeah, dude, that's um, like that's a simple tool yeah. too. Um, huh. So and then uh, he said like that's a sweet, sweet spot for enjoying yourself. And then um, also uh, there's been studies showing that um, oxygen and deep breathing can actually help you um, come out of like being drunk and like or whatever and and help. Wow. Um, yeah, oxygen and. Uh, yeah, so like deep breathing, because like back in the the old days, uh, or I don't back in the old days, I don't know how long ago in the it was. old fashioned days. Oh, that's a but dad um, joke. <laughs> <laughs> go um, ahead, go ahead. <laughs> uh, the pilots apparently pilots would 
whenever they stopped, like, on a flight and they go to the bar, they get blasted out, blacked out drunk or whatever, they come back and uh, they put down their, like, right before they do a takeoff or something, like, an hour, I don't know how long before, but they bring down their oxygen mask and they just start breathing in and they sober up. Dude, okay. Uh, shout out to my dad who was in the Air Force for thirty ish years. Oh. I think that's right, Dad. Thirty, but he Heck was yeah. yeah, he was a B one B one navigator. Uh, before that was a B fifty two. So for all of you guys who know military and Air Force, he did all that. Okay, we're gonna wrap up here in five minutes. Uh, but uh, shout out to my dad for doing all that. Um, my dad's never, like I said, never been a big drinker, but he's mm-hmm. had beer here and there. I don't think he's really even been blackout drunk other than maybe once or twice in his you know early teens college or college age probably mm-hmm. um sorry dad i'm i'm i I'm not trying to to call you out on anything <laughs> but i'm you know he he gave me good advice before I went to college like hey look, don't get drunk because you go you'll do stuff that could be stupid um you gave me some other advice like look if you're sleeping around there's s t d s and stuff out there and it's like don't do drugs because they're mind altering all right we've raised you good mm-hmm. you know what you need to be doing. And I never did any of those, for the record, guys. So, <laughs> so I've been good there. Um, and I'm just saying that just to say, hey, Dad, Mom, thank you for raising me. Thank you for teaching me to, you know, try and stay on the straight and narrow as best as best as I can. Nice. But back to the the thing. So here's the question, Dad. For if you're listening to this, um, have you known anybody who's been able to do that? Because you would know that. Because they he's done like sorties and stuff where they have to put on just the pure oxygen stuff. And yeah. man, it gets you like woo, you know. So yeah. well, in Key West, they would they had like a hotline that would you could call and they'll feed you an IV to sober you up too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's must be some sort of logic between the two oxygen and IVs or like something. But huh, interesting. If, if he ends up uh, answering that question, uh, we'll bring it on in part two. Yeah, yeah, we could put it on part two. Um, and then to all of my wife's side of the family, again, I was talking about you guys. No hard feelings. I'm not trying to say, like, oh, you horrible people or aren't Christians or whatever. I'm just saying, um, from my vantage point, I don't think there's anything wrong with alcohol. I'm just I'm just saying, and I'm on the Christian side of this stuff. But I encourage you guys, man, if y'all want to enjoy the alcohol, just don't get drunk. Like I still remember one of my, my brother-in-laws. He was he had a little bit too much, got into a little bit of a of – a, not a fight, but there was a, there was some playful fighting, that, and then escalated because people's self controls was down, and they're all angry and yelling. And I remember him yelling, "He's like, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going home." It's the first time I had really met the family, and so I was like, "Wait a minute!" It's like, "Bro, man, come here." It's like, I don't want you to go, man. Like the whole family was like, "Ah, he's drunk, whatever." But I I came up and gave him a hug, and I was like, "Dude, I don't want you to go, man. Like you're my brother in law. I just met you. Like I, I feel like there's other stuff going on. Maybe you felt disrespected or whatever. Um, but I'd like you to stay." And he changed. Like, at that point, he's like, bro, thanks, man. I felt like he was, like, the only person mm-hmm. ever stood up for him. So, um, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I was like, I, I, we can we can, we can, can have alcohol and we can do it in a responsible manner and enjoy each other's company and sit around a bonfire and all of that. Like, we did that. That was yeah. cool. So, it's more fun if you if you can do that and enjoy it and remember it the next day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Encouragement to all those people out there who um, are trying to walk the the path in between those two ditches of you can't drink any alcohol, it's horrible, it's of the devil, and people who are like, it doesn't matter, I want to get drunk and have a hangover. It's like, no, you don't, man. Come yeah. on, come on. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, um, I mean, I, even though I'm a bartender, I still actually recommend uh, because of like, so it's 
like the something that a lot of people don't want to hear though is how actually bad alcohol is for you mm. um and the reality of things uh like uh it's it's like it's kind of contradicting because i'm a bartender and whatever and i, <laughs> I do drink but as of now it's uh it's very it's a very occasional thing just um and yeah uh because of the the health like it's literally it literally is a poison um and stuff so um and you know your body the the way it's reacting is it's trying to like get it out of your body every time you, you okay. drink it um so yeah like i definitely don't rec- for like health reasons and stuff i don't recommend like drinking every single day or like even you know just all the time or whatever um but that's kind of I mean. like sugar too sugar yeah, I mean, i've heard it t- yeah it's like a poison Oh yeah, artificial you know, sugar. Well, they they yeah. they take it. They take yeah, sugar off of right. the cane leaves, and that's the the actual leaf of the cane sugar is like what helps to digest the sugar. But they they take just the the sugar off of the leaves. Right. So it's like technically artificial. And yeah, I I've heard that before. I believe, mm-hmm. unless I'm just tricking myself. If I didn't, that's fascinating. It's like if you eat the leaf and the cane sugar, it literally helps you digest it. Yeah, I could be like with everything I say about like the specific stuff, I could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure like um, I think you're right. Yeah, though. I mean, a fact check, you know, yourself. Um, I'm not stating I know anything, but I'm going to mention this one last thing, and we'll yeah. start we'll, we'll start wrapping sure. up. But there was a there was a podcast that I listened to a while back that a friend of mine recommended. If I can find the podcast, I will link it. It was some guy who I think I think he was a pastor of a head church or something like that, or head pastor of a church, something like that, yeah. up in Canada. But he wrestled with alcoholism and eventually was you know uh, removed from his position. But he did an amazing podcast where he was being interviewed. He was being interviewed about his whole story, and he was actually talking about there's biological significant biological differences between. Uh, people that he would drink with where for some reason their body was able to process most of the alcohol mm-hmm. and break it down. And so they, they literally would just, they could have one beer for the whole night and be good and just sip on it and they get it. But other people literally because of their biology, they can't break down some of the alcoholic sugars or whatever in it. Okay. So they're, they'll drink it and then they're immediately running to the bathroom all night and having to just keep peeing it out essentially because oh. their body couldn't process it. Hmm. So he was talking about how he's like, dude, I, I think he was the one who he could drink it and process it. So he was just drinking a ton because his body was able to absorb it. And never, I, I, I forget all the details, but it was hmm. fascinating because he's looking at it from like a religious, spiritual perspective, but also from a purely biological perspective and how it affects different people yeah. differently. So you could come from a home where it's like everybody was an alcoholic, but also the biology of it changed the effect that the alcohol had. So you think it's wrong to drink two things of alcohol or two cups, but somebody else over here drinks two and it doesn't have any. It's like Captain America trying to get mm. drunk. In the oh, yeah, yeah, I remember like, that. Does this mean I can't get drunk? <laughs> you know, his biology changed. So again, shout out for all the MCU nerds out yeah. there. I'm one of you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, definitely that biology can it would definitely play a part in it. Just play how how your metabolism works, or you know that stuff. Yeah. Well, Kevin, thank you for coming on, man. Especially yeah, after sure. three years of basically no <laughs> communication, and thank Good you for to talk to you again. Yeah, man. Thanks for getting me hooked up with Chipotle. Yeah, I oh, love yeah, Chipotle for sure. Oh yeah, I still go there like every day. Not every day, but but it, I, I could <laughs> I would go if every day if I could. Dude, and we get you got a free meal every day, sure. which I did. I too. did. Yep. 
So there sure. we um it's worth it, man. I still love Chipotle after working there and getting a meal every single day. Yeah. Same. That's what kept me going. Um but it's good whole food too. Like yeah. get a nice rounded uh, meal there. Um definitely in part two of the podcast I'd like to dive uh I, I would love to dive more e- deep into my music and all that. Yeah. Um, I know we ran out of time today, but um it was I felt like this was a good like catch up. Yeah, it was. Um, good catch up for us. Hopefully you guys lis- enjoyed listening in. This is not We're planned. Sure. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for listening to my my voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll definitely have you on for part two Sweet. at some point in the future. We'll talk more. Um, quick shout out to your Instagram. Oh, okay. Um, is that a- uh, yeah, yeah. So I have two. Uh, I have, um, which is at F underscore side official. F underscore side official. Yep. Okay. And then uh, and then my drumming account. So So that's F side official is my... Like kind of like an artist, but it also turned into my main account for my personality and persona wise. Okay. Um, and then my drumming account, which is at Kevin underscore Schmitz underscore drums. Okay. Um, Schmitz S C H M I T Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is my drumming account, and you can find like any of my uh, drumming videos on there. Um, do you play Rush's Tom Sawyer? You done that one? Oh, <laughs> I should. <laughs> I Dude, haven't. You should. Done, I would but, love uh, to see that. Yeah, uh, it's a fun song. Um, okay, for sure. So that, and then what was the name of the pub that you work at? The pub is Lucky Duck Pub. Lucky Duck Pub yeah. in Burlington, in Burlington Kentucky. Kentucky. Correct. Sweet. Right and next then to the UDF. I'll post if you send those to me afterwards. I'll post those as a link on the Spotify oh, cool. thing, so people can find those and click on them. Sweet. So sweet. Well, Kevin, thanks again for coming on, man. Of course. Love to have you back Glad for part here. two. All right, guys, uh, tune in next time for more of the Joshua Greeny podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye.